Thanks, Jen. Yeah, I'm excited to share with everybody. Um, yeah, so as I, I'll, I'll mention it a little bit, um, and I said in our announcement that went out uh, about switching to online today, I was hoping for today to be really special, um, uh, as it will be my last time on the microphone for a bit. Um, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, I do want to just kind of like marinate in the fact that we made plans and um, the way uh, our church is, as you know, we set up a movie theater and turn it into a church once a week. Uh, and so um, what that means is we need to have a certain like threshold of um, volunteer power and volunteer knowledge. Like not everybody has the same skills and, and knowledge base every week. And so that's why we're here uh, with uh, trying to play it safe with COVID routines. As, as I mentioned, uh, Haley and I uh, both are compromised on COVID right now. We kind of kind of wait and see uh, whether or not I'm positive. I'll be testing later today to see. Uh, but to be safest, uh, we didn't. We don't have the people that we need to be able to turn the Davis Theater into a church uh, this morning. So that's why we're here. Um, and I feel super disappointed. I feel really disappointed. This was, you know, the our first chance to um, to show that we're going uh, hybrid services weekly. Uh, we had promised, we've been promising for the last month, like Easter Sunday. When we get to Easter Sunday, we will be weekly at the Davis Theater or online for everybody who wants to join us. And uh, and so to get to the, our first chance to do that and and to be thwarted uh, is uh, frustrating. Uh, I've I've felt uh, annoyed. I'm trying to put on my best smile for you all, but I've been really annoyed uh, the last uh, 24 hours that this is the case. And uh, I mean, it reminds me of um, uh, our, 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 our moment. Uh, this was uh, in early 2020 when our church was adopting more explicit language about our open and affirming welcome of uh, LGBTQ friends, neighbors, and family members. And after months of conversation uh, among the stakeholders of our church, we were like so ready to do this. And it involved making an announcement about leaving our affiliation with vineyard churches. And we were set to announce this and the, uh, you know, like say like, hey, we're, we're starting this new chapter in the story of our church. And that happened to be the week in March, 2020 when the world shut down for the pandemic. So it feels a little bit akin to that of like, hey, here's this big Sunday we had planned. And then nope, you have to do it. It online. <laughs> so, um, so what I thought I could do, um, I feel, I feel just like it's wonderful to be led in music. I, I enjoy getting to lead everybody in music, but it's also wonderful to be led in music. And I feel still in that prayerful space. So I wondered if I could lead us to begin today in some moving through disappointment prayer practices. Um, moving through disappointment. What I would like to do is uh, kind of set the stage here for a minute and then pray some uh, prayers straight out of the scriptures um, for us to kind of move disappointment through us. And maybe you are latched onto the same disappointment I am as I'm thinking about my community and desire to be with you all. Maybe there's other disappointments that this activates for you uh, or things going on from your week or from your month or from your year or whatever, or from your life in general. But I wanna, I wanna speak to how do we move through disappointment in prayer. Um, couple of things here. In disappointment, it helps me to think of discussions like we had last month about how Jesus shows us life is not the blueprint of an all-controlling God who's up in the sky or out in the future. We don't have to conclude that when we are disappointed, that happened because God must have allowed it. We do not have to conclude that, despite the fact that a lot of American Christianity delivers that message. Life is a complex web of interrelated and often competing forces and wills. Life is 
open and relational and god is the greatest force in that reality always luring things toward love and goodness and hope and never withholding from us but god is not the only force in life and so when i express disappointment in prayer and it's really important for us to do that to express our disappointment in prayer to express our uncertainty our doubt in prayer as teal was leading us in in a moment ago but god is not the, the key is we are expressing our disappointment not at God, we are expressing our disappointment with God. God is with us when we are disappointed. And so this weekend, I have been praying my disappointment with God, not at God. God, why would you allow this? That's not my prayer. My prayer is, God, this sucks. God, be with me. God, I'm annoyed. This is not what I wanted. This is not the plan that we had. Ah, why? I'm, I'm, but I'm crying why with God, not at God. And so uh, let me lead us in some prayers. Um, I'm gonna, I'll drop these in Discord later. Uh, these are scriptures that I just think are super useful because they're, they're prayers ripped from the history of the Hebrew people. And I just think they're super, super useful. So let me, um, let, me, let me lead us in these. These are anywhere from personal to communal. These are anywhere from anger at unfair circumstances to lament of societal injustice. They, they run the gamut uh, for disappointment. So. If you'll, if you'll pray with me, I'll read these a few times each. First from Psalm 55. Evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and God will hear my voice. Evening and morning and at noon, I utter my complaint and moan, and God will hear my voice. From the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 9. Oh, that my head were waters, and my eyes a fountain of tears, that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. Oh, that my head were waters, and my eyes a fountain of tears, that I might weep day and night for the slain of the daughter of my people. I just think of that prayer of just like how often we, we try to hide our tears. We try to appear strong. And this prayer is like, oh, oh, that they could just flow all day and long because so often they just get stuck, right? My tear ducts won't work but that doesn't move anything through me. That doesn't move my pain, my frustration, my disappointment through me. Oh, that my head were waters and my eyes a fountain that I could just weep day and night, that it could just move through me. From Lamentations chapter one. This is why I weep and my eyes overflow with tears because no one is near to comfort me. No one to restore my spirit my children are destitute because the enemy has prevailed. This is why I weep and my eyes overflow with tears. No one is near to comfort me. No one to restore my spirit. My children are destitute because the enemy has prevailed. How often do we feel this? No one is near to comfort me. No one to restore my spirit. From the book of Job, chapter 30. I expected good, but evil showed up. 
I looked for light, but darkness fell. My stomach is in a constant churning, never settles down. My stomach is in a constant churning. It never settles down. Each day confronts me with more suffering. I walk under a black cloud. The sun is gone. I stand with the congregation in, and protest. I howl with the jackals. The sun is gone. I stand in the congregation and protest. I howl with the jackals. And from Psalm 69, save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in the miry depths where there is no foothold. I have come into the deep waters. The floods engulf me. I'm worn out calling for help. My throat is parched. My eyes fail looking for my God. Ooh, that one. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in the miry depths where there is no foothold. I have come into the deep waters. The floods engulf me. I am worn out calling for help. My throat is parched. My eyes fail looking for my God. It is so important that we express our frustration. We cannot leave, we cannot leave disappointment. We cannot leave suffering. We cannot leave our pain. We cannot leave our lament at injustice, at our lament at the situations that we are facing personally or that we are grieved that others face. We cannot leave those things just bouncing around inside of us as if they'll take care of themselves. One of my favorite lines from a spiritual teacher is Father Richard Rohr, who teaches, if we do not transform our pain, we will transmit our pain. And I just think that is just, we, we come back to that so regularly because it is so deeply true and it explains so much about our experience. If we do not transform, move through our disappointment, our disappointment will overwhelm us and we will transmit it to the next person. We will just become an endless cycle of transmitting disappointment to the next person. You know, I think about the major disappointment that I feel uh, just this week in terms of planning something and being excited about something and it being thwarted and, and it kind of talking to all of the uh, pain that COVID-19 has wrought over all of us. You know, it's just kind of, it, it stirs up all of the other hurts that I have felt, all of the other injustices that I witness as a result of all of this. The the disappointment that feels most acute is how this affects relationships. And we talk about one of our core values at Brownline being honest, healthy relationships, relationships that show up for each other in the way that most people only show up for family, uh, relationships that free us from our instincts to have to perform or hide for people, relationships that can allow us to be honest and genuine with each other, healthy with each other. All of, of all of our priorities as a church, this is the one that has been most threatened by COVID. We can still have a message, right? We can still have a vision and a tone and speak something that makes sense to people who are coming from a more progressive space and are longing for spiritual community. We can still do all of that. We can still release things, you know, over podcasts or here online and Zoom and YouTube or in writing on social media. We can still activate people for volunteering, right? Like there's still things that people can do in smaller groups throughout this entire stretch. Uh, even you know before we had vaccines and larger groups could get together, there's, we, we can still care for people who are in 
pain, like if somebody is in acute struggle, we've still been able as a church to have individuals show up for those people and, and help them. We've still been able to serve our neighbors, but what the biggest thing that we've not been able to do that has been threatened by all of this is relationship building because we don't have that normal touch point of just grabbing coffee next to somebody and you know standing and singing in a in a group and and you know and just you know talking after church about nothing or sometimes about deep things and letting those relationships build and unfold and new friendships start and old friendships be maintained we just that has been threatened above all by all of this and so i think i just what i want to leave us with as we settle into another moment of disappointment and and you know and and i'm thinking about like we're we're about to enter into a, a new stretch where we are trying to be together more regularly and and you know hopefully we don't have another situation like this week i want to say that it is up to us to battle this threat together based on our different like levels of like how much relational capital or how, how relationally healthy we feel we all work together as a community to battle the threat that the pandemic just continues to rage on our relational health. For those of us with more relational capital in Brownline, we've been around for a long time, or we've, you know, we feel really comfortable there because we know who to sit with on Sundays, or we've just, you know, we we we've been around long enough to know like what to expect on a Sunday. That means you have more relational capital on at, at church. And what that means is you need to take initiative. That's what it means for you to be a part of this fight. If you have more relational capital, you got to take initiative. And then for those of us who have less relational capital, we're, maybe we don't know who to sit with yet when we show up, or we haven't really built enough friendships because we're, we still kind of feel relatively new. For you, it takes risk-taking. You need to trust that if you show yourself, you're going to be met. You're not going to be pushed away in those worst instances of relationships that you've had before. You're going to be met. So initiative and risk-taking, we together can push against the threat that, uh, that, 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 that that's priority of relationships for our church has, has been stifled so long. We together can fight that. I'm struck by how many people I've talked to in the last several months who have expressed um, something really similar to me, something like, uh, you know, I, I don't really know that many people at Brownline uh, and express it in a way that sometimes indicates people think that that's their fault and they need to apologize for that, that they don't know that many people. Uh, the revealing thing to me in this is that it's both been people who are newer to the church and it's been people who have been around for a while. That, that's interesting to me. Many people in both situations seem to feel guilty relationally. And so that triggers for me that this is a false guilt. I, I think that there's like so like community imposter syndrome, right? It's like, oh, oh, you're you're not really connected. You don't really you you don't really have friends here. You're you uh, or you don't really deserve friends here because you know you're you should feel so guilty because you don't show up enough. It's that's accusing so many of us. It's it's burying us in false guilt so about not doing enough or being enough or showing up enough. And the pandemic has made this imposter syndrome so much worse because of the way it makes relationships harder. So I want to encourage everyone just to stop for a moment the community imposter syndrome if it's going on for you and just consider yourself you belong deeply here not in a surface way not in like an almost way or not in a if you did x y or z way you belong deeply already you can extend welcome and connection on behalf of this community to somebody else what if that's the way for you to experience the belonging you're longing for is by extending belonging to someone else 
What if the way for you to experience the belonging you are longing for is to extend that belonging to somebody else? And in so doing, we fight back against the relational threats that the pandemic has, has presented our church. <sighs> so disappointment, disappointment in relationship building. I think we can fight this. And hopefully this is the last on, uh, online only service that we have for a while. I'm excited about the ways that moving back to hybrid has been a way that we can uh, bring in those who have been joining us online and those who are longing to locally connect in Chicago and meet both of our needs. We can pursue that together. But this is a transition week. Uh, whether we were going to be in person uh, and online or online only, this is this is already set up to be a transition week. As I mentioned, this is my personally my last week on the mic for a month um, because I'm taking a step back for paternity. I'll still be around. I'll still be um, helping out. I'll still be uh, working during the weeks. But I'm not going to be on stage. I'm not going to have to plan messages. I'm not going to have to lead worship. I'm very excited about this break so that I can be holding a little baby in my arms. Uh, as as much as possible, taking pictures, making you all jealous, and uh, we'll. Uh, so that that's what I'm looking forward to. But I did want to highlight some people in this transitional week for us um, because I want to say thank you, and because you all can help uh, by highlighting these people. So first off. I want to say uh, a huge, huge uh, uh, thank you and express our gratitude to Haley Larson, who is our Connections Pastor and will be guiding us for our messages this month. Haley is the freaking best. She's great. Haley, uh, if we can uh, invite you in here. First off, how are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. Um, I also, I wanted to express as we're talking about holding disappointment, that it's also been a really helpful practice for me the past few days to hold a lot of gratitude as well. Um, and so just a really big thank you to people who have reached out to check in and things like that. Um, it's meant a lot. And I'm even struck this morning, gratitude for the ways that community extends beyond just physical presence with one another. Um, Teal, you picked a really great harmonizable worship set for this morning. So me and my cough drops were having a good time. Um, so things like that, just being able to hold the, the gratitude alongside of the frustration and disappointment too. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right on. We had, we had some harmonies happening in our basement here too, which was fun. Um, well, I'm glad, I'm glad that you and your cough drops are, are doing as well as possible. <laughs> Um, what, uh, I did want to ask you, Haley, what can we expect for the month of May? I know that we have a new series that we're planning on, uh, that you're going to be guiding us through. So what can we expect for that? Yeah. So I wanted to introduce the series that we are heading into. Um, so we are going to be talking about looking at life through a lens of love instead of a lens of judgment. Um, so both in our own lives and in our understanding of God. And for me, the shift from judgment to love came initially from looking at scripture and really wrestling with stories, um, trying to creatively reimagine how I may have been taught to interpret Jesus or other characters Jesus encounters. Uh, Erica reminded of this, uh, reminded us of this a few weeks ago with being able to humanize everyone in the story. Um, so Vince and I have talked about when we zoom out from this, it's not just looking at scripture, but looking at other areas of life as well. And for some of us, the Bible may not be the most useful text right now, the most useful thing to look at. 
But when you move from a lens of judgment to a lens of love, the Bible can shift from being an obstacle to being an enhancement in experiencing God. And so when we zoom out, when we embrace the shift from judgment to love, um, it becomes really essential in how we view God, how we view our neighbors, and how we view ourselves. So each Sunday in the next month, we will be looking at different stories that provide examples of this process, stories in scripture, stories in our own lives, stories from religious tradition. Instead of reading judgment and shame into the story, we'll look at how embracing a lens of love can help us find deeper meaning, can help us piece together a bigger picture of an abundant God, of necessary community, and of a compassionate view of our own selves. So I'm really looking forward to guiding us through this conversation and having some guests join me as well. I love this. I love that uh, initially for this, uh, the Bible is an obstacle because of many of the ways that perhaps others can relate to of uh, judgment being the key theme of the Bible. Uh, but then uh, I love that by the end of working through that zooming out process and understanding like, boy, uh, judgment is kind of all over the way I think about myself, all the way over the way I think about other human beings, all over the way I think about God. When you zoom out and you start to like tinker with that, then you come back to the Bible and it's no longer an obstacle. It's an enhancement. That seems really cool. So I'm excited about that process that you're going to be taking us through. Um, I think it's going to be really cool. I look forward to uh, to engaging um, the whole time. So thanks, Haley. Uh, another person that we want to highlight and say thank you to, I am so grateful to Trey Fratt, volunteer extraordinaire in our church, who will be our tech lead the entire month of May. Uh, as we've mentioned, it does take a great deal of uh, tech undertaking to uh, pull off our hybrid services. And so uh, one of the one, one of the people that has helped make that happen is Trey. Trey, this is, uh, I'm gonna invite you in here for a second here, Trey. This is a great opportunity for people to learn the tech that it takes to turn the Davis Theater into a church uh, that is both in-person and online. Um, so if someone wants to volunteer, do you have to know a lot of tech about tech already, Trey, to do that? Complete. No, wait. Um, no, you don't. Uh, it's actually one of the beautiful things is Vince and the team has put together a system that's relatively simple to operate and to put together. Um, yeah, we deal with more tech on our phones than what it takes to run the Davis Theater. <laughs> That's right. That's totally right. Yeah. If you can do your iPhone, you can uh, help with tech on, uh, on, on Sundays. Um, if, uh, if we, if we can narrow it down to like what sort of people, you know, would be, would be right for say audio or video volunteers. Like if you, if you like X, you might like, uh, helping us out, uh, with turning the Davis theater into a church. Uh, can you imagine some, um, types of like things people might like, and, and that would be a good option for them, uh, if, if they want to volunteer with us? Yeah, for um, for video, if you take photos and are looking at how the white balance and the settings are on your phone when you take the pictures to get that great Instagram shot, yeah, video is going to be the thing for you. Um, audio, if you tweak with the settings on your stereo and your car, audio is great. Um, it's there's basically anything that you do in life um, comes down to just kind of being curious. And that's really the key to it. Um, you don't have to know a lot. You can learn it real easy. So 
Yeah, I love that. That's actually my experience of getting into the tech world is I knew nothing about audio or video until I just started being in a space like Brownline and, and, you know, like trying my hand at things. And then suddenly I know a lot about those things. So, uh, yeah. Uh, what can people expect Trey if they, so if, if, if they're like, oh yeah, cool. I want to help. This sounds great. If they show up and volunteer on a Sunday, what can they expect? What does that look like? Yeah. Uh, lots of hands are there to help. Um, pretty much given some guidance as to starting in doing the basic stuff and then growing into, you know, again, asking questions, being curious, what does this do? How does that work? There's really not much that you can really mess up in this scenario. Um, and there are people there that, um, you know, Vince and myself and a bunch of other people that have experience in it and can answer those questions. And also if we go down a rabbit hole, we can pull it back and actually get it going. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, we, we have people who enjoy this so much that we will go on rabbit holes if you ask us questions. So just be careful. No, I'm just kidding. It's great. It's awesome. You want to help. Um, yeah, so if you want to help, um, we will throw uh, into uh, the the chat. So I'll have Ed throw into the chat. BrownlineChurch.org slash connect. This is the quickest way to uh, get in touch with us if you're new or newer with us, but it's also an easy way to tell us that you're interested in volunteering. All you have to do is go down to the bottom of that form and fill out the volunteering uh, portion of that. And we will get you on one of these teams. Trey would love to have your help in the month of May if you want to shadow or learn any of these things. And then as we look forward to scheduling out the summer and the fall, we would love to have your help uh, once we uh, get to that. Uh, if you're not in, just interested in tech matters, there are other volunteer ways that you can help out. You can help out being one of our moderators. Ed is doing that right now, right? Like Ed uh, gets a Google Doc every week and it has like links that he might need to share. Uh, it has a, a, a notes from the talk so you can be ready if if people are uh, inter interacting with what our discussion is and want to talk more. Ed is able to keep that conversation going just by referring to that Google Doc and then showing up here and being present in the chat. That's something that a lot of people might find exciting, a, a good way to give back to this community and also engage and find yourself, you know, like even more invested in what we're talking about. Uh, so if that's something that you're interested in, awesome. Or if you want to help with hospitality or be one of our shoppers, as we mentioned last Sunday, so that we can have donuts and bagels on Sunday. Boy, the donuts were a big hit last Sunday, I got to say. So uh, hopefully we're still going to have those. We've already had a couple of people who say, yes, I'll, I'll be a Sunday shopper from time to time. So if that's you, you can sign up for that. Or if you want to help with our kids, volunteering, that would be another place that we want to direct people because we're always looking to expand the team of folks who are will give up their uh, experience in the message on a Sunday to hang out with our kiddos. All of you that you can let us know at brownlinechurch.org slash connect. Finally, some of you have met Teal Short, who led us in music and prayer this morning, and some of you haven't yet. We're excited for you to meet Teal. Teal is going to be with us through the end of June in a music and worship residency role, and I'm so, so grateful that he's doing that. It was wonderful to be led this morning by Teal. He'll be leading us in a song every week uh, for the next two months, and he's going to be organizing our music and worship teams And uh, while I'm taking a step back, so he'll be the point person for anybody who is interested in getting involved in that. We are super, super grateful for your talents, Teal. Thank you. Uh, and um, I'm, I'm excited for the way that your, uh, your time with us is going to positively impact our community even after this residency role ends. Um, because I, already I feel like you've, you've introduced us to new songs that are uh, connecting with me, and I think that will continue. So Teal, for, for those of you who haven't gotten a chance to meet you yet, um, what excites you most about getting to be a part of leading Brownline Church in music and prayer these next couple months? 
Uh, yeah, I was um, just talking earlier this week, talking to Vince about the song selection. And I was like, because um, my goal was to to try to do one of y'all's regular songs each week. And, and, um, and so I'm not just doing all new songs. But then I was I was struggling because I was like, I don't know, most of y'all songs are new to me. Um, and that's because um, uh, you know, that you guys have a very, um, um, you're very thoughtful about what songs you want to sing and kind of like what I was sharing earlier. Um, you know, I'm often kind of turned off by, by songs that are, are led in church because they feel too presumptuous or the theology is bad or makes me uncomfortable for various reasons. And so I'm just, I find it very refreshing to, to be at a place that's uh, very thoughtful about that. And, um, and but also and also cares about the music like sounding good musically um and so um i'm just really um excited to be in a space like that I, it's I've, I've said it before it's kind of the most forward-thinking worship space i've been in before i'm maybe used to being one of the more uh, uh progressive people in the room in that sense um and so um it's just like oh okay so i don't have to like hold that as much and um can just kind of rest into it um it feels very a very comfortable place for me in that way so i'm i'm just excited for that um it's it's really beautiful and i'm excited to help out and i like what you all are doing and i'm, I'm just happy to support it however i can Thank you, Teal. And I know um, I've mentioned this a couple of times now, if you've been with us, but um, it bears repeating because it, um, just for the sake of getting everybody involved, I know from playing basketball with you, Teal, that you were an extremely inclusive guy uh, who you care about people connecting above all. Uh, and so uh, in terms of music, that has been something that you've expressed to me is important to you to get other people involved uh, while you're uh, leading our, our, our uh, music and worship ministry. Um, are there some specific musical abilities that you are on the lookout for that you'd love to get involved? Um, tell us. Yeah, any and all. I I love uh, in I love including all kinds of instruments. Like I, if you think no, not this instrument. Like please try me. Um, I've I love I I love bringing in strings and uh, woodwinds and horns, uh, brass instruments. Um, and um really any kind of any kind of instrument uh like that um i'm i thrive in being able to like arrange parts and be like oh if you're if you bring a violin you don't have to think like well i only like i need like stuff to be printed out perfectly or i don't read music at all or whatever your um your background is like i i'm all about preparing stuff for people for where they're at whether you need things written out exactly as it's going to be or um, you want me to just like sing a part that you play by ear like um, I'm I love including instruments and finding uh, arranging parts uh, for songs so uh, that will be simple and not too complicated but just it adds a lot when you can anytime you can bring in instruments like that so obviously singers and and drummers and bassists and all that um, we always need that um, but no matter if you play a clarinet or a uh, you know xylophone yes please thank you if you can get it you have to carry it though um so um yeah you have to be able to get it to the church um and uh didgeridoo or whatever you have please um let me know we want to have it in worship 
it'll be fun. Awesome. Thank you so much, Teal. We appreciate that. Again, brownlinechurch.org slash connect, and then go down to the bottom there where it says volunteer and tell us that you uh, want to get signed up for like a music audition. We would love to uh, connect you with Teal, uh, especially over the next couple months while he is with us. All right, everybody, one last final word as I kind of take us for uh, a landing for my comments for this morning. Um, many of you have asked, how can you help? Uh, in this time. And that's been really meaningful because uh, a lot of people have asked in terms of my family, uh, how, how can we help as you guys welcome baby number four? And many of you in the last uh, day or two have said, how can we help? Because it sounds like there might be COVID in your house. Uh, thank you so much. But then also many of you have just asked like, how can we help? Because the church, how can, uh, we, we care about the community. How can we help in that way? Um, thank you so much for asking. This It's really meaningful. Again, we are a volunteer-driven community. And so it takes people asking that question for us to accomplish our mission and our goals to be the type of church and community that we want to be. Uh, so let me give you some specific things of ways that you can help. Number one is uh, I, I do hear that there's going to be a meal train for my family. If you want to feed us, we'll be your best friends forever. Man, that's awesome. I love when people feed us. Uh, so thank you. Uh, Haley tells me that she'll be sharing that in Discord uh, once our uh, baby is actually born. Sounds, sounds awesome. Uh, on yeah. the church front, if you uh, want to volunteer, we... Uh, uh, we have audio and video, as I mentioned. We have uh, hospitality. We have uh, our kids' teams, our Sunday shoppers. So once again, brownlinechurch.org slash connect if you want to get on one of those teams. If you are already on one of those teams and you want to schedule yourself, that makes things easier for us as we the months pass and into the next month and into the next month and into the next month. So if you're on one of our teams and you're like, hey, I'll just, I'll, I'll put down the weeks that I'm available, you can go to brownlinechurch.org slash volunteer and do that yourself. It's really easy. Easy. All you have to do is like pick a date and then type in uh, what role you are and what name and what your name is and it'll find you and put you right in the schedule. So uh, you can do that at any point. Uh, if you go to brownlinechurch.org slash volunteer, you'll be asked for a password. That password is Davis Theater, all lowercase letters. So you can do that. And, uh, and that helps us out because it means that we don't have to anticipate what our scheduling is. It's, you're putting it in there. We know that you can do that date because you already told us. Uh, and then the last thing is you can check the Brownline Church Discord once a week. That's a huge way that you can help. We're encouraging everybody to kind of make it a routine at least once a week. Drop into uh, into Discord and look and see if there are any ways that you can help because what happens is uh, random needs or reach outs for help from people in our community tend to come through us, through the pastors, Haley and myself. And that that makes sense, but often the, they are best met, those needs are best met by other people in our church. And the best way for us to triage those needs is to just put it out on Discord and see, hey, who can do X, Y, or Z, or who can volunteer in this way? Hey, uh, the warming center that we volunteer for to help uh, uh, individuals who are unhoused in the Brown Line area needs another volunteer this week. Can you help? You're gonna hear about that on Discord. If, uh, if somebody needs a ride somewhere uh, to, medical appointment or something and they're not able to take care of that themselves our church is often the space where we can come together and do that so people don't have to constantly be paying for ubers we can get those needs out there by looking at discord if uh somebody has you know i don't know it's a, it, it, a sudden need because like their basement is flooding 
often we can get those, uh, we can get help to people through Discord. These are the kind of uh, things that can happen if we are all working into our routine, checking it once a week. So we would really encourage you to uh, work that into your routine. Uh, it's a private space for our church. It's not out there in the public, like on Facebook, for everyone to see what's going on. And so, uh, so that can be a space that you can also like share a prayer request, or you can talk a little bit more openly or personally about how something might be affecting you if you are uh, somebody who's reaching out for help. Um, and then of course, as, as we, as we are hosting a Sunday service every week, it's also a place where we can say like, Hey, we have still these needs to be met, uh, for upcoming Sunday. You can find out the, about those if you're checking discord. All right. No matter your current relational capital here, folks, as I mentioned before, you belong here deeply. And we can each extend the belonging that we uh, are longing for to others in this community. We can speak for and act for this church. The, the distinction of a Jesus-shaped community is that belonging is based on orientation toward a, the central values that are found in the life of Jesus. In the modern world, that's not how community, that's not how connection, that's not how we are usually orienting ourselves toward each other. We, in, in the modern world of capitalism and more, faster, bigger, better, perform yourself better, curate yourself online, in that world, belonging is about transactions and it's about performance and it's about hustling and getting ahead. But in Jesus-shaped community, Belonging is about orienting yourself towards something more loving, more inspiring, more magnetic than you, that you cannot make so about yourself alone. It's, it's it, it, a phrase that we've come back to again and again. It's just, we all need help that we cannot give ourselves. Belonging is about humility, recognizing that I, like every other person in the history of the universe, am not an island. I need help. I can't give it to myself. And you are the same and we are the same and the person next to you is the same. The person next to them is the same. That is what it means to orient ourselves on Jesus-shaped community. And Jesus said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor. It is the sick who need a doctor. Our invitation is to regard ourselves as not islands, not perfectly self-sufficient, not healthy automatically. We, we need the existence of other human beings around us. We need help that we cannot give ourselves. And that, that's a belonging that we can extend beyond ourselves and that moves past class and performance and virtue signaling and all of those things. This is a belonging that is of a deeper variety that we can deeply have already as we connect with this community and that we can be a part of extending no matter who we are. So even in the midst of the challenges that we are facing, even in the midst of a disappointing, just frankly, stupid week where we had to pivot to online. This is a way that we can confront those challenges is by operating uh, in that way. All right, let me pray for us before we do some brief announcements and close in communion. We pray. God, this is, um, this is personally great fun for me to look ahead to the month of May and see our community in the hands of awesome volunteers and folks who are taking on big responsibilities to ensure that we can continue to be what we talk about every week, a place of spiritual community for connecting with God, finding healing, being a part of justice in the world that is safe for people who feel more comfortable in progressive spaces rather than religious spaces. 
if we are among those people, our only our our option is not only just fend for yourself. There is an option for spiritual community for us. And what a gift that we have people devoted to making that the case. For each of us in our stories and how we uh, interface with that right now, whether there's a lot going on in our lives, a little going on in our lives, whether the last week has been has been overwhelming for us, whether the last week has been joyful for us, whether it's been somewhere in between, this space can be what we need when we are like dry land in need of water. And this space can be the place where we end up being the one providing the water. It can be both of those things. And I pray blessing in particular on these three individuals who've highlighted in our community, Haley and Teal and Trey for the responsibilities they're taking on as I'm taking a step back. And we pray for all of us who are kind of wondering like, oh, okay, cool. There's a chance for me to take on more responsibility over the next month or two. What might that be? If there's any excitement in any of us that um, is piqued by that, um, that this would be something that we would step into. And we would be in touch with the fact that it affects other human beings, that it's not just an insignificant thing, but it's something that provides an important space, a healing space for other people in your community. We thank you. Thank you, God, for the, the, the values and the priorities that hold us together, Brownline Church, as a church. Amen.